You are listening to the GTT podcast from the Canadian Council of the Blind. Today is Wednesday, Wednesday, September the 9th already. And here we go with our regular GTT call on Wednesday, which is a second in our series about Voice Dream Reader. Last week, we started talking about the app Voice Dream Reader, which is available for iOS, also for Android, although not as popular on the Android system. And we talked a lot about the menus and the settings and what was included in there. And when we finished doing that, it was already about quarter to two and we hadn't even downloaded any content into Voice Dream Reader. So uh, this is what we're going to focus on now. So I'm going to go through the part of the presentation about downloading content into Voice Dream and then can take any questions either on that part or on other aspects of Voice Dream Reader that we are going to cover, that we covered last week. I'll also show you how to create a folder because some people asked me since last week about creating a folder to put your books in. So when you put all these various kinds of content in, some people like to have them in different different folders for say audiobooks and work and music or whatever. So I will also be going through that as well. And we will take questions after I go through this presentation. So please remember to stay mute when you are just listening so that uh, sound quality is good. So our first uh, step is to add some content into Voice Dream Reader. So when we talked last time, when you open the app, you're going to be in a list of the files that you have in Voice of, in Voice Dream Reader. So from your main screen, um, with your list, list of books, you double tap on the Add button, which is at the top of your screen. And then you're going to see all of the things you can use to add in. And we talked about this last time, that you can add things from the Files app on your device from Dropbox if you've enabled it, Google Drive, from your clipboard if you've pasted something into your clipboard on your device, from Bookshare and from Scylla. So we're gonna start by adding something from Scylla Library. So, and if you wanna know more about getting things from Scylla Library and browsing Scylla Library, Jerry had Excellent demonstrations about that not that long ago. So once you've opened Add, at this point, you will double tap with one finger on Scylla. Now, sometimes when I've done this, I've had to log in again, and sometimes I haven't. And I know that we're all noticing this on the Scylla website in general. So I don't think this is related to Voice Dream, but sometimes you may have to log in again. Um, if you don't see your name, say welcome and your name, uh, you will have to log in, and that is going into your account, double tapping on it within the CELA uh, website that VoiceStream has opened, and logging in again. Um, and 
so you can look in my account to see if you're logged in or your name shows up on the welcome screen. Mine says, welcome, Kim, if I'm logged into Sila. So you are in a web browser now. You are not in a different app, but you are still within Voice Dream Reader. So you're in a web browser, but within Voice Dream Reader. So you can search for your title like you would from any browser. So you can go to title search and edit box will pop up and you can search there. Um, but if you, um, if you want to do this on your computer, so I have done this as well. So I went on my computer, I put some daisy zip and in this case it has to be daisy zip, not direct to player. I got them from my computer and it said they'd be available in my files for download. So from voice stream, you could search for a book and do the whole thing, or you could just go to my account, make sure you're logged in and go to your available zip files for download. But you're still in a browser. Remember that. So, so when you get to available zip files for download, there's a link that says download and it'll say the title of the book. So you double tap on that. And then it immediately starts to say the progress of your downloading book. So there will be a little dialog box there and it will say, you know, 3%, 10%, 20% and, and all of that. And when it's finished, it will say the download has been completed and there's an OK button. You double tap on that. If you have more than one book in your available files for download, you're still going to be in that part of your web, web browser. So you can download another book. You can double tap on that. And again, the progress will start to go up and then it will say complete. So um, whichever way you want to do it, you can load them in that way. You can also put the books, the available downloaded books into say Dropbox or Google Drive. If for example, you had a stream and you had your phone and you'd like the books to be on both of those devices. So say you, you, you want them on your phone when you're out somewhere and you want them on a stream, that might be a good way to do it is to put the daisy zip files into your Dropbox folder and then you can get them onto a stream or onto the SD card from your PC or Mac or you can go into Voice Stream Reader to add and then to Dropbox. And what happens there is you're going to pop up into your Dropbox folders. The first time you do this, you'll have to sign into your Dropbox account. But it remembers the last folder you had open. So I have a folder called books and I will put um, Sila books in there, Daisy Zip. Not unzipped, just put them in there. And then I will go into that folder in Voice Dream and the next time I open uh, Voice Dream and click add from Dropbox, I'll be still in my books folder and they'll show up there. And in this case, it'll say the title of the book 
And if you swipe right, there'll be a button that says download. And you double tap that. And again, it starts to go through percentage and then it will say download complete. So that's another way of getting those type of books into your SELA library. When you're finished with that on either with SELA or with Dropbox or Google Drive, you double tap the close, which is at the top of your screen, and you will be back in your list of books. So when you're in your list of titles, you will now see that you will see new and the title of your book and the number of hours that it is and 0% complete. So you will, you will see it. So remember not to unzip anything, not let VoiceDream, VoiceDream will unzip your Daisy zip files. You cannot put direct to player files into that. Um, it's a sim, it's, um, Bookshare is not quite the same. So if you have a membership to Bookshare, I know now that the Bookshare books are rolled into SELA. And so far they haven't not paid for our separate Bookshare memberships. I know there was a conversation with them that at one point, once all of the Bookshare books are in SELA and they can be obtained through SELA, they will not uh, do that anymore. We will have to use CLA, not Bookshare. But so far, uh, I still have a login to Bookshare. And so again, the first time I go into Bookshare, it will ask me to log in. Uh, but again, what I do is double tap on Add and select Bookshare. And then you will go into a screen where you will see a few different things. So Bookshare is a little bit different. It will say search, but it will also say latest books added, most popular books, and my history. So it's a little bit different, but again, you can search or you can tap on latest books, most popular books, and beside each one will be a download link. So you can double tap that to download, and they don't take very long usually. The Bookshare books, um, they will take a, maybe a few seconds to 30 seconds at the most. They really don't take a long time. The audio daisy zip, of course, are bigger and they will take longer. Um, the nice thing about the Bookshare books for me is that I can read in Braille. And I mentioned that last week that I can put my hands on the screen. And because there's both daisy text and, um, you know, there is text there. It, you can read it with the Braille display a lot easier than Easy Reader. So I, um, I really, really like that. So um, what do I use this app for the most? I do use it to read CELA books. I do like the way the Now Playing screen is. I like the bookmark feature. Um, I, I, I really like it and even more since they've updated where you can download directly from CLA into VoiceStream. I'm using it again. I was using Easy Reader more for a while, but I've gone back to this. Um, I like using it for Bookshare books and Bookshare books in Braille. Uh, I like putting, I think I mentioned this last week, I like putting uh, files for meetings in there because I can either listen to them or save them. And when I'm working on my um, 
dramatic shows and my storytelling shows and my performances, I have my scripts in there because I can listen to them as I'm learning or I can read them in Braille. So I, I really do love Voice Dream Reader. I find it a really good app and I, I, um, I use it all the time. So that's what I would like to say about the downloading and the adding content. Uh, I can talk a little bit about making folders, but I think we should pause there and have any questions, any hands up to, uh, to, to get questions about this part, but also other questions you've come across since we talked about it last week. And I know there's a couple people that couldn't make it last week, so. Okay, so Kim, uh, remember we talked a couple weeks ago and Jerry Savelli's uh, podcast wasn't available? Ha has that been fixed? Yeah, Jerry's on here. I clicked on it too, Jerry, and I couldn't download it from the blog. Have you, has anyone else gotten it from the blog itself? If not, I will send it to you from my podcatcher, um, Bob. Okay. Uh, do you have my what, uh, you have my email? Yeah, I have your emails, and I'll Great. send you the link to that. Okay, that's that's good. Now, uh, and now, as far as downloading uh, books in uh, Voice Voice Stream, it's a very simple process. I've been using it for a long time, and I'm still having the issue where uh, I'm just going through, and I I do exactly what you've described and maybe 20% of the time it works, the other 80% it, it doesn't work. And what it does is it opens the first file, you know, because the, uh, the zip files can consist of many uh, series of, of MP3 files, which we don't see, but that is behind the scene. It opens the first one where it gives the, uh, you know, you can't redistribute this book and uh, protect your rights and blah, blah, blah. Uh, and then when it went, but then that's as far as it, that's as far as it goes. So, uh, because so that was happening to me, Bob, but it isn't since the update where they, um, like where you can now do it from within the app. Yeah, yeah, do it within the app. Yeah, so that hasn't happened to me since I had that update. And I don't know, it would be interesting to hear if anyone else is still, because I was having that issue, but okay. I have so. not since the update where you can do it from within the app. I haven't had it. Um, okay, well, well, I'll try it again. I have another book that I downloaded to the, to the stream, but I want to do it actually in voice and voice stream. So I will try it again and uh, let you know what happens. You might also try it in Dropbox or in another way. If you have a, a storage account like Dropbox or, or yeah, Google yeah, Drive. I've, yeah, I've done um, that too. And does it work any better from there? Or no. do you notice any difference? Mm -hmm. Oh, no, okay. No, and even when I did it on the computer, uh, okay. again, it uh, sometimes uh, works, sometimes it doesn't. So I don't know what's going on. Uh, but, you know, it says it's downloaded. I, I, I tap OK, and then it just opens that first MP3 file. And that's it. I can't go, can't go any further. Yeah, well, it's funny because I was having that same thing and I don't anymore with, since I haven't touched wood. I mean, I have, <laughs> I've been downloading yeah. of several books now okay. lately and yeah, I haven't, well, when was the last time you did it? You downloaded one. A couple of weeks ago. Yeah. So I think I, I have uh, the latest update. Yeah, I haven't had that. Unfortunately, okay. unfortunately for you, because it was a, a real pain and was one reason why I switched to Easy Reader. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I did that too. Anyway, God, it wasn't yeah. the only one that was having having the issue. No, I mean, lots of people it, were, but, but okay. and I did, but I'm I'm just not anymore. That's really interesting. Well, I'll try. I'll try again, and I'll let okay. you know. Okay, let me and know just, for sure. Yeah. I will send and you the, the podcast that, thing. Uh, great. Thanks a lot. Kim. Awesome. Hi, <clears throat> hi, Kim. Apologies, first of all, you probably said this right at the beginning of the podcast. I got distracted by food. Um, <laughs> um, when going in, you go to the ad in Invoice Dream yes. Reader. Yeah. And then I, I came up with a list. Now, if I have never downloaded anything to the Voice Dream Reader, like Sila does not show up. Bookshare shows up, but not Sila. Okay. Do I well, have to go into Sila initially and then maybe you download? You have the to first... go into, let me search. I think content sources in settings. Mm -hmm. And you check That's the right. ones, you turn the ones on that you want to include in your, um, in your list. Okay. So uh, under settings, so anyone else who wasn't there last week, if things are not showing up in there, under settings, there's content sources. And beside each one, there's a switch button, whether it's on or off. Yeah, so you would have to, you would have to add your Sheila in there or... Dropbox, Google Drive, like whatever you're going to use. Okay. And there's a bunch of other libraries that we don't know what they are. I mean, some of us. Like there's Vision Australia. So Fran, like I know you you're, you have both. So you could you could turn on both of them and have them both in there in Bookshare. So I think they turn Bookshare on automatically just because most people that initially had the app have that on there. But just go in there first and turn on the ones you want to have. And then you should see them in that in that list. All right, thank you. Would you happen to know how often the Bookshare collection of titles on Sila is refreshed? That is a really good question because I know on Bookshare it's refreshed all the time, right? So I that's a really good question for Sila. And if anyone does know how we would know that. By all means, put up your hand. That's a great question for them. And I don't mind, you know, asking them that because that's really important, right? To, well, to yeah, know. new titles are available on Bookshare that I know of, but they're not available on Sila. And I don't have access to Bookshare other than through Sila. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, we used to be able to get access to it if we were CLF members. And I don't know if that is still the case, that you you just send them your CNIB card, a picture of it, and you can log in separately into Bookshare. I so you tried could... that last winter, no. Oh, and then what did they say then? You're a member of CELA, you don't need to. Oh. Be a separate member. Okay, so... That's interesting because I, I guess those of us who were members like separately, my login still works, but I, I guess eventually it won't. Um, yeah. That's a really great question. If anyone does know, uh, that would be interesting to know whether how quickly those Bookshare books come across. But I have definitely emailed Sheila and asked them, or you can too, and everyone can because it is so quick. It is so quick for bestsellers and new books on, on Bookshare for sure. So, yeah, that's a good question. I don't know, Camille. I'm sorry. I don't know the answer. 
Uh, Bob, it's just a suggestion for you if you're trying to get the podcast episodes and having trouble with the download link to the Podbean server. I heard that you do have a stream, so I would suggest you subscribe to the Canadian Council of the Blind podcast feed, and then you will get the episodes downloading to your stream. If you want the episode on your computer, you could, after it's downloaded to the stream, you could press key number three on the stream while you're listening to that episode, and that will cause it to export that MP3 file to the VR podcast folder of your stream SD card. And then of course you could remove the SD card from the stream, put it in the computer and you'd have access to that MP3 file. It might be an easier process for you than uh, using the download link if you're struggling with that. Wow, Jerry, that's a really interesting way. I never thought of putting them onto your computer from that the stream way. Is it an MP3 that it puts on, Jerry? Yes, it downloads MP3s to internal memory on the stream. But if you want that MP3 file, then there is an export option under key three, yeah. which okay. will put the same MP3 file. It, it, it'll copy it from internal memory to the SD card. And it'll be under the podcast folder on your SD card, right? Correct. Is that where it'll be? Oh, that's a great idea, Jerry. Yeah, that's great. Um, and also, if, if people do have um, podcatchers on their, you know, their iDevices or their Android devices, they can search for Canadian Council of the Blind and you will find the feed there and you will find them. So, and we will, we're working on putting up these two and some other ones. So stay tuned for that. Also, I just wanted to let people know that I created both for the Easy Reader presentation and this one, um, notes, which I have in a Word doc. Um, they're rough notes. They're not polished like a, like a thesis. And also, I put them into a BRF file so that I could read them on my Braille display. So if anyone does want a Word doc, uh, notes of it, and also, or a BRF file to use Braille with it, email me privately for that. Now, please don't share it like without giving me credit or, you know, don't put it in other places, but I do have the notes all written out. So if that's an easy way for you to follow, uh, let me know and I'll, I'll pass those to you in whatever form you, in whatever written form you would prefer it to be. So, oh, there you are. Oh. Sorry oh. about that. No, go yeah. ahead. Uh, no. I can. Yeah, just... Two things. Uh, first of all, the Jerry Chevalier podcast that you were talking about, is that about how to navigate through CELA? And if so, could you send me the link to it? Um, so it was, yes, it was about, there was one on navigating to CELA with, for books. And there was a second one on navigating and using the newspapers and magazines on CELA. So there's two there. Okay. Uh, so I can send you, I can send you those, okay, uh, the link. Okay, and then I have a question about, so uh, when I have an iPad and in general, voice stream doesn't work unless I use the rotor and I engage the active part. Sorry, 
you you've kind of faded out or I faded out. Can you ask me? Okay, again? I'll start again. Sorry about that. So I, I have yeah. an iPad, and when I use VoiceStream, unless I rotate the the rotor to active and in, and double tap on it, it, it doesn't work well. Um, do you know what that's all about? Like, what is the active part of the rotor? I was always curious about it. So actions uh, actions means when you swipe up or down, it'll do the action that it it feels is the most connected to, um, you know, to where you are and what you're doing. I'm surprised because my rotor on the iPhone never moves from actions when I'm in voice stream reader. Uh, I don't know. Maybe the iPad is different. I haven't played with it on there, but it's funny that it's losing its focus. Does anyone so, else have any issues yeah. with that? With so um, what, I, what I find is that the rotor setting um, is uh, sometimes it's application specific. So if I go, let's say, from Voice Stream Reader, call it App One, where it's set to actions, and then I go to some other app, uh, it's, sometimes it's still set to actions. Sometimes actions doesn't show up, and I have to use the rotor if that particular, the second app, needs a particular rotor setting. So the rotor, at least on the iPad, doesn't seem to either remember where it should be once I've set it for a particular app. And sometimes when I move from the app to app, sometimes it has the setting from the previous app. So I have to go back and do it. It, it doesn't that's seem to an be... Apple. That's an Apple issue, yeah, I think. Not as, no, of um, course it's an Apple issue. Yeah. Does anything know about it? Then? Anybody know anything about this? Well, I know that actions will show up differently depending on what you're doing in an app. And if there aren't any actions, like when you're touching something, that will be gone from your rotor for that, like until you touch something that it has it programmed to do or has it like mm -hmm. built in. That's mm -hmm. all I know. If anyone else does know anything about that, please put up your hands and we can, we can explore that. Okay. I also wanted to mention that I'm a little fumble fingered. So I don't do the one-hand rotor. I do the two-hand rotor, if anybody's interested. It's a lot easier. Um, yeah, everybody finds different ways of doing rotor. Um, I find twisting the little knob, the one-hand. Once I got it, it took me months or weeks or something to get it right. But I find that good. But I also like using the Bluetooth keyboard or a braille display rotor gestures too. So, but I know that some people use two fingers and find that quite a lot easier. Now that you can customize gestures though too, um, Hilton, since iOS 13, you yeah. can change that rotor gesture. Some people have changed it to a, a two finger swipe right and two finger. I think you did that, eh, Nolan? Yeah, two finger I swipe did that. right and two finger swipe left. Yeah, and it's a lot more efficient for me. So you're not twisting. So yeah. um, we could go through like customizing gestures sometime on a, on a little presentation sure. because um, yeah. that a lot of people have changed that rotor gesture since it's been possible to do. Mm -hmm. So that's okay. another Terrific. thing to do. Thanks. So do we have hands? Great. No, no, hands? no more hands. All right. So I am going to walk you through how to add a folder. So as I said um, last time, you can move things around in VoiceStream. You can delete them, you can move them, you can flag them with the one finger swipe up or down on the item in your list. So I'm just going to go in 
to voice stream reader. I'm going to do it because sometimes it works differently. So I'm going to actually do it on my other device while I'm talking to you because when I tried to do it and write it down, it wasn't always doing the same thing. So I'm just going to make sure I'm telling you the right thing. So in voice stream reader, when you're in the main list of items that you have, so at first, when you first get the app, you will only have one folder. So we'll just have everything all in one place, which is fine if you don't have too many things. But I found as I got more things, I was having to scroll, 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 and, and, and okay, and what are we doing here? So it's, it's kind of good to be able to um, have more than one thing. So the folder, creating a folder isn't quite as intuitive as other things are in there, in my opinion. Um, so I double tap on edit. Oh, so I'm in edit and I'm in add. You go to edit from your main page. Yeah, that's you go what down I did. To move the folder. You yeah, double tap on I move did. the folder. Okay. And top left corner oh, add will be there again. Add. Oh, I'm sorry, everybody. That's why it's so fiddly. That's the thing. Okay, so you're absolutely right. That's why more minds are better because I was doing the this right things and I wasn't finding it. Okay, so you go into edit. We will edit all this out of our podcast. I'm really sorry, you guys. I knew it was fiddly and I had tried it and it worked and then I missed that second ad. So you go into edit, double tap on the bottom right-hand corner, uh, which is move to folder and then at the top left is going to be add that's a second add and this is why it's confusing i find and then it says new folder so i can add it there so thank you elmer because i knew i knew I knew it was fiddly and I tried it the other day and it worked and it's just that you have to tap that second ad so it is it is I wish it was in the rotor um, when you swipe down on a file, like create new folder or something in there, because this is a fiddly way, but that is definitely how to do it. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I look, I see, I seem very unorganized. I'm sorry about that. Um, so that is how to do it. It is a bit fiddly. So once you've done it, it's easy to move them in and out of there. So I just sort of created a bunch of folders at the beginning. So work and then storytelling and audio books and, and bookshare books, kind of text-based ones. But you're right. It could be better. It could be something we could say to them that's a bit fiddly. Um, yeah. Do we have more hands up? Anyone have questions? Questions about this, uh, about VoiceStream? Any more presentation topics? you would like to have um sorry i got lost there <laughs> uh hilton I, I think it was hilton that asked before about or talked about the rotor gesture um i think i did a podcast unbeknownst to me albert put it into the podcast anyway i did a i did a uh a file or a uh, on a call one time on how to do the, put the extra gesture in to change the rotor. 
So it should oh, yes. still be it'll still be on the GTT list if he's listening to podcasts. And we could run over it again, either individually or with a few people, if they want us to sit there while they get to that a place on their phones. By all means, let us know because sometimes people don't want to change those gestures around without support or you know someone there in case it goes wrong. Mm -hmm. You can always switch them back, though. You can do that. Um, so uh, next Tuesday is going to be the Apple event. So we'll know then when the new iOS is going to come. And certainly after that, um, we're happy to do a series of presentations about what's new in there and what, um, you know, what, what people need to keep in mind. Cause there's going to be, I've been testing it and there's some new, new things, um, like it being able to recognize things on your screen that aren't labeled correctly. And there, there's a few new things in in the mix. Um, so that's definitely something we can do. Once yeah, I, I, I just wanted to say, I, since nobody has a hand, if I may speak here, uh, I haven't noticed you cutting out a tall cam, although it's been mentioned a couple of times. So I'm wondering if people are having network issues uh, to some Could extent, be. because I, I say there's I, been no problem here. I okay. was moving my, I did move my braille display around a little bit when Nolan said I kind of cut out. So maybe it was, it was that it's hard, sometimes hard to read braille and hold a good, you know, hold this so that you're not hearing the rustling and you're not hearing the braille motions. I did not hear you any differently. Like you were not rustling or anything. Okay. That's good. I have a suggestion. I don't know how many people are like me, but I'm not still quite comfortable with voiceover so what what would it be about the gestures you mean or yeah, what I, kinds of like, things are giving like you this morning i was push. trying to go through the list of zoom meetings that i have you know in the history yeah and it just it just would not work for me all it did is point at the yesterday's meeting which was a different meeting i could not get any gestures to go through that list well that was one example a lot of times I'll move the, I'll do the swipe from left to right, and all I get is the top of the screen. Like it just goes from. So I don't you're know getting like the status bar or something. Yeah, it is I a good what, thing. Maybe maybe it that. would be a good presentation to review the, the 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 common gestures and what they do because I find sometimes too, if I don't use some for a while, I forget about them, and then someone will all of a sudden tell me. Oh, yeah, well, you know, you can do, and I yeah. totally forget that. Yeah, yeah that's a uh, good idea. Have... Scott. Yeah, sorry, we have Scott. That's an idea. It is a good idea, I think. And Louise has her hand up after you. So go ahead, Scott. Oh, Elmer, I think you also had something, so we'll put you after Scott and Louise. There they For go. You... The hands go up. All right. <laughs> go ahead, Scott. <laughs> Were you, did you talk to me, Kim? Yeah. Um, I, I just well, yeah. Go ahead, Elmer. Well, I just unmuted to comment to to uh, about the uh, history. Once you tap on history, you can swipe up and down with one finger, and you'll get the list. I noticed that on mine, the list doesn't show up until you swipe it with a finger. You get you'll get only the one, the last one that you were in for some reason. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a picker item. But again, I think it's it's finding the place to swipe to make sure that you're in the 
the, the list, right? And also like these gestures, yeah, especially when you're first using them, but even, even after a while, you know, there are times when some of them are easier or harder and maybe we could go through the voiceover settings and kind of go through the gestures a little bit. That's a good idea. Scott, you got to. Yeah, sorry. I just had a quick question. Uh, I just wanted to confirm something. When you're downloading from the, um, it has to be Daisy Zip then, is that correct? With voice stream? Yes. Yeah. And you only... don't unzip it. It's the only format it will take. That, take. Right? Yeah. It, I mean, it will take the Daisy text like zip, but it has to be a Daisy zip. It can't be direct to player. And um, so that's one could be an advantage, could be a disadvantage, you know? Okay. But yeah. So when you choose your format, you choose Daisy zip. Okay. Can I ask one other question then? Yeah. For for you know for the iPhones where you get the Apple Book icon on there? Yeah. Ever you used it to read? Can you read with that? Like the iBook books? Yeah. I doubt it because they're um uh what do they call DRM uh digital rights management or whatever that's called. Protected, yeah. Yeah, I don't think so. Like you can't use it for Audible. You need to use the Audible app for Audible. Um, you know what I mean? It's it's kind right. of similar to that. You can use EPUB EPUB books. So if you find, you know, EPUB or something like that, it will. But no, iBooks you would have to I don't think you could use any other app except for the native Apple. books app. I I don't think so. Yeah. Okay, that's what I want to know. Thanks. Who's next? Nolan. Okay. Okay. So voiceover. Going back to that, I would love to have a voiceover section because, you know, sometimes we use the same gestures not knowing there might be a faster way to do something or an easier way. So having, you know, guess some of the easy ones are fine. We learn those, but knowing sometimes like you get up in the status bar or how to get to it sometimes faster than you don't think of that fast gesture or you just somehow, you know, put your hand in and you don't get there. So sometimes some of those more, maybe what you call middle line gestures, like, you know, voiceover gestures, not the simple, you know, flick left, right, double tap. Those most people I think get, I mean, yes, going over, maybe making sure we know them all, but those other ones, like how many page fingers do you use to flick up a page? How many fingers to flick down a page? What ways can you do that? Yeah, I think that's a, I think that's a good idea. And I also know that people have different um, hands. Like there's certain gestures I find okay that other people don't and, this, and vice versa. So, and I know Nolan because of some other dexterity disability, he's customized more things. So it'd be really interesting to hear you know, Nolan, some of the things you've done that are different so that you don't have to do certain gestures that are hard and yeah. the double tap timeout and some things like that. So I really think it's a good topic. We could do it next week, um, mm -hmm. you know, and and I know it, the iOS is going to change, but the gestures aren't really going to change that much. So it would be interesting to do that. And also, since I know Tracy just walked in here, it'd be interesting to hear how similar those are sometimes to other phone gestures now. And, you know, anyway, but yeah, that's a really mm. good point, Louise. Cause I know there's some, there's one where it, 
it copies it copies your last thing to the clipboard. That is um, a three finger quadruple tap. I never use that and, and I'm sure it's very useful. You know what I it mean? It is. It is. So, I've used it several times in the past few days actually. Okay, so that's that's one that I, I don't use. So I mean I should use it or know it of it at least or think of it, you know? Okay, I just wanted to comment further on Elmer Thiessen's about the about the history in uh, Zoom. So of course, once you find the link that you want, you swipe left, and and it says done, and uh, so then you can then you can click on that link. But here's a caveat: you may see a link that you've used before in your history, but quite often when people invite you to a uh, meeting, the although the their name is there, it may be a different link. Uh, because it people could often, be. yeah. So people could often be. put in different links. So it, sometimes if a link doesn't doesn't work, uh, if best to if people have sent you a link to actually click on the link that's been sent to you, because as I say, sometimes th those links become stale dated. Yeah, that's a good mm -hmm. point, Bob. For sure. Yeah. I understand. I understand. There's an update coming to the Zoom app uh, with regard to audio quality. Uh, the speculation is that it will allow for stereo uh, from the person who is um, sending it out. And oh. then you'll be able to hear it in stereo. Wow. Anyway, well, I thought I that's something that uh, could be looked at, uh, researched by you or somebody and uh, report back at some point. Well, I do know some musicians and music teachers have said that the enhancements that they've made recently to Zoom, and I don't know if Dave Dave Clement's still on here and some of the other musicians might be too, um, really improved the ability. Like a friend of mine who teaches music lessons said that this, I can't remember what they called it, audio, uh, audio something. Uh, and it really in, in improved the ability to teach by a Zoom, teach music by Zoom, and to hear people and to play, like hear the music better than it was before. So, um, so definitely, they're always working away at things. Yes, for sure. And it won't. And, it won't be. Uh, apparently, it won't. Everybody won't get it at once. Uh, it'll be rolled out, I guess, uh, over the next little while. Don't know exactly, but maybe okay. that's something you people could check into. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to take wait. a look at the update uh, on on mine and see what that does, but I'm no expert. Yeah, but it's it's good to keep them updated. That's for sure too, because sometimes there's. Oh, I just excuse me. I have to let my dog in here. Quick question, and that is, can anyone recall how much the app for voice uh, voice stream scanner costs? Because I keep recommending it to people, and I can't remember. It was about eight or nine dollars, wasn't it? Yes, I believe I it was eleven. Uh, when I got oh, it, when I got okay. it, it was eight forty nine or something. But I think it might have gone up. But the other thing we were saying too last week, friend, was all of these apps tend to go on sale, and sometimes they'll go on right around Christmas, and sometimes in the summer. So if someone is really desperate, uh, and someone looked up Voice Stream Reader last week and said that it was twenty twenty dollars, uh, so. Um, but they do go on almost every yeah. holiday season. And so someone's really mm -hmm. desperate. But I do think Voice Dream Reader is worth, you know, the money. And so is Voice Dream Scanner for sure. Like, oh, yes. Well, actually, I was recommending it to my low vision optometrist, optometrist uh, Dr. Jose Martineau, because 
she likes to know these things to share with other patients. She's the best at that. Yeah. Uh, So uh, the thing is that if it's, let's say if it's under $20, it's it's really inconsequential. It's remember back in the early days of KNFB Reader, it was over $100. And that it was. was and a, some a of us bought it at $100 too. Oh, oh, yes. I did. Yeah. I did. I did um, too. And Voice Dream Scanner and Voice Dream Reader are better, in my view, than the earlier uh, seeing AI and things like that. I, I, the accuracy I find of Voice Dream scan- Scanner, even on horrible print, is, is amazing. Yeah, that's good. That's good to know. No, they do good work and they keep updating their things. So, you know, it's good. Awesome. And it's not a subscription. It's a one-time charge, which uh, I think is. a lot of people need to know. Yeah. Yeah, what because a lot of these newer ones, like Super Sense, that's a subscription. And yeah, uh, yeah. Um, mm. I can't remember the other ones that are um, Envision AI and those things. They are subscriptions. Envision, yeah, so yeah. Uh, you're right. Exactly. I also wonder if anyone uh, listened to the AppleViz podcast on uh, on whatever you just mentioned, Kim, the super, super sense. Uh, I wonder if people like that, just as a side question. Some people do. Who was it that was, oh, Tracy, I think it was Matt in the Android group said super sense was great for Android. And um, yeah, it was... Um, Matthew that talked about it and yeah he's been using it I, I haven't downloaded it yet I want to it's uh really good there is a paid version of it as well but we don't know what extra you get but you get a lot for the, the free one so for the free one you do get it like he's not using a paid subscription one right for that no he's using the free one yeah yeah and I think it has a uh, reading capability too as well as identifying things um uh, around you and out on the street, you know, and it reads signs or, or things like that. I tell you, it's it's quite. Um, you can pick different categories. You can you, there's even a clothes category. So, I guess it will tell you it's a blue shirt or something. I, I don't know exactly, but oh, I'm guessing. Yeah, there were a lot of things. Even it would find like flights of stairs and other things like that. So yeah, oh. you know, all of these things are going to improve more and more. Like we're yeah. going to notice it for sure. Hey there, how you guys doing? Great to Lilo, hear you. Lilo, are you still in the US? I am too. You are. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I am. And uh, I oh. miss you guys. I, we I, miss you. We miss you too. We're glad you're COVID free. Oh, well, I have a story to tell you about that sometime. Uh oh. <laughs> well, you. <laughs> I had it. You had it. Oh. Yep. And okay. guys, all I can tell you that in my experience, it was the uh, I've had allergies and I've had colds um, and I've had flus and I've had a million of them that were less impacting than this. Yeah. So it everyone needs amazing. to take it, it was, seriously. No, 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 no. It was super light. It was. Oh, I've yours had, was light. Oh. I've had colds that were lighter than this. I had no. Okay. I had no fever. I had no headache. I had no congestion. Um, I just sounded nasally for about a week. I had a lot of sleepiness. I was really tired for about fourteen hours a day. I was sleeping, including mm-hmm. a nap in the afternoon. I mean, it was just really, really fatiguing. And the only symptom that I had, and I still have four weeks later, 
is um, I've lost my sense of smell and that can take up to three months to come back. Wow. Well, that's, that's the tricky thing with COVID is some people get it like a ton of bricks and some people don't. It's, it's weird. Anyway, yeah. anyway, do you, in, <laughs> do you have a voice? In my case, voice? it was super light and I thank God for that. Oh, yeah. Uh, especially since I'm in the States and, you know, I yeah. don't want to deal with uh, hospital costs down here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but my insurance does cover it. Anyway, um, I, I must have just literally stepped away. We have four kids here and one must, must have called me away at the moment when you mentioned about how to create a folder in Voice Dream. I well, I'm glad you understand. did. I'm glad you stepped away because we, we really, I wasn't my most professional at that time because I couldn't figure it out again. So now we know what to do. So you go into edit. Then yes. at the bottom, there's a button that says move to folder. I did that. Okay. And then at the top left-hand corner, there's add. So it's a bit counterintuitive because like you're looking for move to folder and I think it would say new folder, but anyway, so that's the sequence. You go into edit Edit. at the top and at the bottom right-hand corner, uh, move to folder. And then at the very top left-hand corner is add. And then there'll be a text field that says new folder. So we had trouble with that. Um, I did it this week and I did it and then I couldn't replicate it. And fortunately, everyone here is smarter than me because they helped me figure it out. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So that's, so that's how you create a folder, I take it. And that's when, yes. when you press add, then you have a chance to type in a folder, yeah, right? Then you type in a folder name, yes. So how do you then, that once you finish add, it's, is it done? And, and then my next question is, uh, how, how do you select a... Uh, a book to put in that folder. So you can do that two ways. One way, if you were selecting a bunch of books or a bunch of um, songs or a bunch of things out of your list, I would go into edit Mm -hmm. and then I would select all of the things. So, so once you're in edit, if you're double tap on all of your different things to select, it's going to select them. Yep. And, and then at the bottom again, will be moved to folder. So you double tap that. And then you pick the folder and double tap that and they will go in there. So you'll Another, find the folders at the bottom? Not You don't have to go to the top? Well, the folders won't be there, but when it says move to folder, it will take yeah. you into a new screen, which will, which will show you like a list of the folders. Okay. And then you can pick them. So yeah. that's an easy way to do it. That's an easy way to do it. Another way to do it is if you're in your list of files, you can swipe up or down with one finger. You'll go to uh, delete and then there's move to folder. And if you double tap on that, again, you'll be in a list of folders. You can double tap on the folder and- I've seen that and I had no idea how, I mean, I've seen move to folder like, okay. And how the heck do you create the folder? Yeah, that's the so, thing. The creating the folder is always the mystery, but now I think I have it in my mind. <laughs> I think I have it now. And uh, one more one more question regarding voice dream. Um, there's a grid view and a list view, and I, I always have it in a list view. Is there any um, benefit to us having it in a grid view? Not that I could figure out. For me, like for someone totally blind, like the grid view, seem, there seem to be more, it seemed more problematic. So I've okay. always kept it in list view myself. Um, and sir, and, and- and the last yeah. question, uh, because I, I've never created a folder, I've got only 35 bazillion items um, 
in my list view, uh, in my voice dream reader. And quite honestly, I can't remember sometimes what the name of the book that I'm reading. And is there an easy, quick way to find out what in heaven's name I've got started and I've got on the, on the go instead of flicking through 35 million items until I find one that says, you know, reading or 35% read or whatever. Yeah, there's a couple of ways. Um, one way is to um, sort. You can sort them in different ways. So at the, at the bottom of your screen, of your main screen, I think, just let me. Yes, it's sorted on the bottom, I think. Yeah, and, and you could sort um, add date, which is the date you put it in there, but also um, open date. I think it's called, just let me, um, let me just open sort here. Um, I'm going to close this. Okay, so when I go to sort, Sort order button at the bottom. Open date. So open date is the last time you opened it. So I sometimes sort it like that because then the, the last thing I w will be will be like at the top, right? Okay. Add date is when you added it. And then title, author, or playtime. So I guess that's shortest to longest. I've never sorted it like that, but manual so i either sort it by title but sometimes i'll sort it by open date because that way the thing is going to show up at the top but the other that, thing yeah. that happens is at the very bottom of your main screen you're going to mm -hmm. find a button called um i'm going to find it Play like your play button is gonna be down there too, but also really then there's a button that says now reading. And if you double tap on now reading, it's gonna open up whatever book oh, you and were gee, reading. I've never found that before. Yeah, they're at the bottom of your screen, of your main screen, and I didn't know about them until I researched these presentations. So like so do you, you have know. to scroll scroll down to the very bottom no. of your list or just go to your, the bottom of your page and no uh, just touch the, the bottom of your screen just above okay. your home button if you're okay I still have a home button yes i do that'll that'll show up there so oh that's fantastic thank yes. you because honestly you all I, I i'm so frustrated sometimes just trying to remember what in heaven's name was I reading last because you know i've got uh, audible and other things going on and so sometimes yeah. I just forget the title that I, I might have had open in, in any particular application. That's fantastic. Yeah, no, Thank no. you so, so much, those Kim. Things, those things will help you out there for that. Thank for you. me too, I find that help. Yeah. Hi, Lilo. I'm just looking on my voice dream reader screen. If I flick left once from the play button, it says now reading and the title of the book. So I, I think that's all you have to do. If you find the play button, then your title that you're currently reading is one flick to the left. I Hi guys, this is for those who are interested in voiceover gestures. I sent a link for VO Starter to the uh, GTT support list. And just to give you a heads, you know, it'll give you a heads up before we do go into something of uh, how to use the gestures or what gestures are available. It's a good teaching tool. 
It is a bit old, but the basic gestures, you know, the three E up to four fingers, etc., are there. And it goes through each one, rotor, etc. They each one is is segmented. So it's yeah. something to look into. It's an easy yeah. it's a, it's just a quick you can put it on your on the your homepage and you can go to it anytime and uh, use it. But so we that'll, will that'll next help week, out before we, we do go a podcast. Through, yeah, we will go through next week a presentation, like just going through some of the gestures and how, and people can bring their tips as to how they learn those or, or their tips about how you do your gestures, you know, because that's always really helpful. I always tell people to go into that practice area in voice uh, voiceover and you double tap on it and you're in there and make sure you can at least do one finger flick left, one finger flick right, one finger double tap, two finger double tap, two finger swipe up and two finger swipe down. Like before you really get using your phone because unless you can do those basics, it's very frustrating. Hi, uh, I just looked up the prices of voice stream on my app store and the suite which contains the reader the writer and the scanner is 29.99 the reader on its own is twenty dollars and 99 cents the writer and the scanner are each 849 and there's also a, a language pack uh, english that's also 849 or 899 i'm not sure but i don't know if you need that yeah. Okay. That's that's good. That writer's gone way down. I guess more people aren't using writers they did at the beginning because it used to be about the same as reader. But um, yeah, thank you. That's great to know that. Not a problem. Not a problem. Hey, I want to share something because we we're talking about the stream and Jerry was talking about, you know, about how to move um, um, podcasts. I do that all the time if I want to say something that he a lesson especially a lesson podcast. I'll put it on my stream into the podcast folder, but I've never moved them to my computer because I like my stream to listen to them and do the gestures or commands or use it to help me figure out. Thank you for listening to the GTT podcast from the Canadian Council of the Blind. There are many ways to get in touch with us. You can call us toll-free at one eight seven seven three zero four zero nine six eight. You can follow our GTT blog at gttprogram.blog. If you'd like to subscribe to our email support list, you can send a blank email to GTT support plus sign subscribe at groups.io. And you can follow the Canadian Council of the Blind on the web at ccbnational.com dot